The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubos, Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, you uh, you make me proud because when I walk in the studio today, your first words to me were like, Joe Willie took Casper Rude to a tiebreaker. Looks like I've had some influence on you. I appreciate that. It may or may not have to do with the fact that I took a very, very tiny bet at thirty to one last <laughs> night on Joe Willie, but we'll uh, we'll we'll leave that for the interpretation of the listeners. People are like, "What are they talking about?" Uh, Joe Joe Wilford Sanga is playing his last tournament ever. He's a French tennis player. He's been around forever. Massive underdog to Casper Rude. He won the Joe Willie Sanga won the first set in a tiebreaker. And took Rude to a second set tiebreaker before losing. So Parles is losing his mind. <laughs> He's losing his mind. Good luck to you. We'll be tracking that one all day. God help you. Uh, we got to win. Uh, so, so, all right. We, well, let me just say what's on the show today. We got hockey with Andy McNeil. We got basketball with Dan Bespris. There's not a whole lot of basketball to talk anymore. Uh, but we will uh, see if we have any bets from Dan's perspective at all. A lot of baseball today. Today uh, is sort of the... We're going to stop and, and and reset on baseball. It's the Q1 derivative show. For those who have listened to uh, the Betting Dork and Beating the Book podcast for many years, you know that Mark Borchard and I do this uh, at Q1, Q2, and Q3 of the baseball season. So roughly when they hit the 40, 81, and 120 such game marks, we go back and review all the betting stats. Uh, ones that are widely available, right? Who's the best money line teams? Who are the teams that are hemorrhaging money? Who are the best run line teams? Who are the teams that stink on the run line? Is it narrative? Is it predictive? That's sort of the the exercise. We've got to try to figure that out. Mark has historical data when it comes to umpires. When you're doing your baseball handicapping, what umpires should you be aware of that tend to be over umpires? Which umps tend to be under umpires? We'll see how it is this year if it corroborates with um, you know historical data from years past. And then if we get into some more, you know, then we start to narrow it down. Five inning stats, which they do a great job of tre- of keeping track of at Odd Shark. I used to do it myself, but Odd Shark does it now. Uh, I don't have the time to do it, so we rely on Odd Shark. Uh, all their stuff for five-inning bets, which teams are the best five-inning, which are the worst betting propositions, first five thus far this year. We'll also look at first five 
uh, run line, if you will, against the spread first five. Those from uh, EV Analytics, we will uh, we will get those numbers as well. And then my own proprietary first inning numbers of pitchers, starting pitchers, the biggest performers, the worst performers of first five. So we'll do all of that throughout the show. We won't do it in one spot, but we'll we'll spread it out. Adam Burke will be around to talk baseball with us as well. Um, tennis, though, getting back to that, and we'll get to basketball here in a moment, Jeff. But but tennis. Um, we had two for those who asked on Twitter last night. I promised anybody who asked on Twitter, I would give the picks. I've been doing it for three days now uh, because of the time zone problems. And we're not getting these into the newsletter either, Jeff, because of the time zone issues. That's the problem. So, and I'm doing two shows, obviously, with a prime time. So forgive the late one last night. Uh, but we, uh, we are on our way to our third consecutive winning day. And it's, we've clinched the third consecutive winning day, I believe. Well, let me not say that because we, we, we still have to win one match that started yesterday. So we did have a winner already this morning on Caroline Garcia. She was a dog against uh, the American Taylor Townsend. So congratulations to all who, uh, who jumped on that and didn't really understand that line. Uh, Taylor Townsend was someone who had not played a, a top tour event in a long time she had gone she was really successful playing on clay on the itf tour but uh i didn't understand why the the french woman caroline garcia would be a dog at all she wins in straight sets so we get that done as a dog play we had one that sto- that was supposed to be yesterday but got suspended along with a whole bunch of other matches due to rain christian Garin. Um, he has a match point now against the american tommy paul so hopefully before i finish this paragraph we'll have another winner Hopefully, we'll see. Um, Tommy Paul is serving, so Garin uh, trying to break him here to win the match. And then we have one more today, which already started, too. Uh, that one is Mayar Sharif, the Egyptian player against Marta Kostyuk. Um, that would be for the sweep. We already, because we, have Gar- we only had two picks, Garcia and Sharif today. It was really a slim pickings kind of card in my assessment for the third day of the first round, if you will. Still in the first round of the French Open. Second round finally starts tomorrow. So uh, we'll see if we can get a sweep. Either way, if, uh, you know, either way, we've got ourselves a, uh, a winner. By the way, Green did not get that match point, so we'll see if we can get that. Uh, to basketball, Jeff. And we'll talk tennis throughout the day, by the way, as well. But basketball, last night, the Boston Celtics crushed the Miami Heat in Game 4, not up their best-of-seven Eastern Conference Final Series at two games apiece. Final score is 102-82. to You might see that final score and be like, oh, huh, 102-82, they beat them pretty good. Nah, man, this was, this was historic in some ways, borderline historic in others. The first eight minutes and 40 seconds of this game, the Heat had one point, 838 to be exact. The Heat had one point. They did not hit a field goal until the 322 mark of the first quarter. That's unbelievable. They were 0 of 14, 0 for 14 from the field in that span. They end up with the fewest points by a starting five in a playoff game since they they tracked these statistics for starting fives back in 1971. 18 points by the, by the Heat starting five for the entire basketball game. By the way, the next worst, the San Antonio Spurs had a, had a quarter, uh, pardon me, had, had a starting five back in 2009 that scored 25 combined points. So the Heat not only break that record, they shatter that record of futility yesterday. With 18 points from their starting five on 7 of 36 shooting, the starting five, 19.4%, one of 10 from behind the arc. I did the math. That's 10%. They also came very close to the all-time futility records of points in a playoff quarter and points in a playoff half, which we were looking at during the game during primetime last night, which respectively were 7 points and 28 points by a Boston Celtics outfit in 2016. You may remember the game against the Atlanta Hawks. They had 7 and a quarter and 28. The Heat yesterday had 11 and 33. So we were denied, if you will, that history. Good Lord, were they bad. So, by the way, he trailed at the end of the first quarter 29-11. to 11. They trailed at halftime 57-33. to 33. Let me just say this, Jeff. The largest leads in this series. Game one, Heat led by 20. Game two, Celtics led by 34. Game three, Heat led by 26. Game four, Celtics led by 32. So what we'd hoped would be a classic series has ended up being a disaster. 
Smart, Marcus Smart was ruled out before the game last night. We didn't see that coming. And I guess when we're so involved in our bets, I have a Heat series bet, I have the Warriors to win it all, had other series bets, some won, some lost. But when you look back at this postseason, just taking our betting hat off for a second, a little sports talk radio here for a second, besides Milwaukee, Boston, has this even been a good playoffs? I think it's a resounding no. Because you look at the rest of the postseason, last round you had the Suns and the Mavericks, which was the least competitive seven-game series of all time. Ever, yeah. You had in the first round, well, Boston, you mentioned Boston-Milwaukee. That was a legitimately very good series, except for Game 7 where Milwaukee ran out of gas. The first round, you had Brooklyn-Boston, which was teed up to be this great series, was a sweep. Yeah, the Bulls and the Bucks was a non was a non competitive five game series. Gentlemen I know the sweep. Bulls technically were in a bunch of those games, but that result was never in doubt. Same with Miami and Atlanta. Philly and Toronto was interesting for five seconds, and yeah. then Philly beat them up in Game Six. Yeah, Dallas Utah was only fun because it's fun to watch that <laughs> Utah team underachieve again, eviscerating the playoffs. And I, I, the, the Sun really the best series was actually the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. Yeah. And the reason that that was so good was because both teams, excuse me, not both teams, I can't throw the Grizzlies in there. The Timberwolves were so inept at holding a lead that you could made all sorts of money betting in-game numbers in that series. And that's why that series was entertaining. It's been a disappointment, and we're looking at a sweep tonight, even though we know what probably happens tonight. Golden State plays with his food. Yeah. Dallas wins, and then Golden State That's wins right. on, on Thursday night. Total gentleman sweep coming. Or or not. Or the Warriors decide, you know what? It would help us. That that other series between the Heat and the Celtics is now 2-2. Two to two. They, have, they play a minimum six games, right? So getting off the court here with a sweep would be oh so great for the Warriors in terms of rest, maybe getting Gary Payton the second back. So, I mean, there is some there is some serious incentive for the Warriors not to lollygag tonight, not to have that happen to them. So I really don't know. I mean, we'll talk to Bespers about this. Do the Warriors close it out knowing that tonight, or do the Mavericks just have one of their three-point shooting, you know, rocket game, you know, space, you know, just rocket ship games where they just are tremendous from behind the arc and the Warriors end up closing out in five. Either way, though, you're right about the playoffs. I mean, that that's the thing. It's... If it weren't for betting, right? We say this so much about sports. If it weren't for our bets, and you take one, I, we don't. We rarely take a step back and, and ponder what we're watching. It was like, oh yeah, and this really brought it out. This Celtics Heat thing really brought it out. So no pre-flop for you tonight, Warriors Mavericks. No, no. What can I mean? Projecting ahead to Game Five of the Heat and the Celtics, the Heat will be a slight favorite, right? They already are a slight favorite. But do you dare pre-flop that? Is there any any notion to preflop that game? You have no idea what you're getting in these. Sure, it looks like Boston has been moved to a favorite at most spots. Have they? Interesting. I want nothing to do the with Celtics this. by one Who, now. Who's playing? We don't know we, who's we don't, playing. We don't know. We don't know. It's it's you, you would like to sit here and for, and you know talk content about but there's no bet. There's no need to force it. These are just these are the animal this is the basketball animal we have right in front of us right now. In game, different story. But uh, pre-flop right now, it's going to be a dicey proposition, perhaps until we get to the NBA Finals itself. Baseball next. We'll look at the widely available uh, baseball numbers for money line teams, home and away, run line as well. It's a numbers game. Q1 derivatives right here. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Don't forget, won't take you but a few seconds to sign up for the BetMGM app. That's all it is. Or go to BetMGM.com. Then won't take you but a few minutes at an MGM bricks and mortar casino to sign up with your state issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. It's Gil Alexander. Christian Green, 24 hours later, wins the match against Tommy Paul. So we hit that one from yesterday as well. So the only one left is Mayar Sharif, the Egyptian. They're on serve. Sharif against Kostyuk in the first serve, uh, in the first set, rather. Uh, they're at the French Open at Roland Garros. By the way, uh, love all the tweets, so many tweets, people asking, and then so many uh, tweets this morning, of people saying they, they got Green down a set, Bradley Porras at plus 180. Uh, so congratulations on that. And again, there's there's some that are coming in this morning asking for the picks, and it's too late at this point because they've already started because of the time zone difference. Let's talk some. Uh, so I apologize for that, but if you hit me up the night the, the night before or, or super early in the morning, I can give them to you, which I did to to everybody that asked. All right, baseball, Jeff, you may be familiar. Mark Borchard and I have done this for years and years and years, and we we don't tend to do it every week. We do it every quarter in Major League Baseball, just as a sort of heat check on all the teams from a betting perspective, all of this from a betting perspective. And uh, we'll start with the stats that are very widely available. We'll start with everything very widely available at a shop like Covers.com. Breaker Sharif, by the way. Um, two break points. So the number one money line team in all of baseball through roughly the first quarter of the year. Now, this is an exercise. This is a bizarro exercise of if you had bet this club, if you had bet every single club uh, a unit to, as a favorite to win a unit as a dog risking a unit. Bizarro exercise. Let's say you did that every single game of the year. Who ultimately was the biggest winner for you thus far? Who's been the biggest hemorrhager of cash? Well, the biggest winner, if you went through this bizarro exercise... And remember, this has everything to do with were they big favorites, were they small favorites, were they small dogs, were they big dogs on a night-in and night-out basis. But when you put it all in the mix, any guesses, Jeff, as to who's the biggest uh, winner in baseball for anybody? Go ahead. You don't want to guess what team? No? You don't want to guess? He doesn't want to participate, ladies and gentlemen. No, I just, I just this, don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look foolish. Are, is, are you suing the Joe Willie Songa match? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no, You're suing to it? Joe, Joe, Willie, Joe Willie's done. Uh, oh, no, that's okay. Sorry about that. Joe Willie could be his last match, so it's very sad. The San Diego Padres, who are 28 and 14 uh, in your standings, they will have, they would have won you 10 and a half units, 10.6 units, um, if you had bet them blindly each and every game this season as a, as a dog or as a favorite, doesn't matter. Every single game, San Diego Padres are your big winner thus far in terms of betters on the money line full game. New York Mets, no surprise, number two. You'd be up eight units with the New York Mets. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are 22-22, and 22, and this makes sense because there are, they've been dogs in a lot of them. 
they would have gotten you a net 6.42 units per covers.com. Third best in terms of betting baseball teams this year. So San Diego, okay, I expect that. The Mets, for sure, because of their great record. Arizona makes sense. Remember, it all has to do with what their pricing is on a night-in and night-out basis. So Arizona's third. Yankees are fourth. Twins are fifth. That makes sense, too. Yankees would have you up 5.6. And if you're wondering, why wouldn't the Yankees have had you up more? Because they're huge favorites in some of these. And if you lose one of those, it knocks down your number. They had won last night. That number would have been a would have been closer to being in third there, Gil. Yeah, Minnesota fifth. And so that, that, poor, that, that brings up the question, well, where are the Dodgers? If you, had bet, if you had bet the Dodgers each and every single game this year thus far, what, what would your net be on the 28 and 13 Dodgers? You'd be up 1.75 units. By the way, if you're betting the Dodgers every single night, I don't know if that's probably the best baseball strategy. Now, this is all on the money line, and in terms of the home road splits there, San Diego being the number one money line team of them all, they are the number one away proposition in baseball. So on the road, they're, they're actually huge. Most of their 10.6 units is on, the, is on the road for betters. 8.9 units of that betting them on the road. Read into that what you will. The worst betting teams in baseball. Any guesses as to the worst of them all is? Is it more of an underachiever than just a bad team, Gil? No, it's just a, it's just it's a just menu a... of horrible baseball teams. Okay, so I'm going to say that, that the, the, uh, the Tigers are actually the, the worst Third worst. Okay, and then Cincinnati and Kansas City would be the other two I'd consider. Cincinnati is the worst, 11.48 units to the red. Kansas City just behind them, 11.4 in the red for betters who bet them blindly every single game of the year. By the way, if you're betting Cincinnati or Kansas City or any of these teams blindly every single game of the year, you're probably doing this wrong. Detroit is third worst. They would hemorrhage you 9.6 units. Nationals. Minus 7.6 units. Seattle Mariners, probably the biggest disappointment of anybody. Minus 6.5 units. By the way, the worst in terms of, we we mentioned that the Padres, home road splits. Padres, best road team, just betting blindly, talking about this bizarro exercise. The, The best home team is really strange this year. Baltimore is actually the best, has the best home money line betting record for any team in baseball. Baltimore Orioles up 5.5 units at home, down 5.69 on the road. But the but the plus 5.5 at home is the best home betting proposition in baseball. How about that? So Baltimore, 12 of their 18 wins have come in Camden Yards so far this makes year. Makes sense. So it makes sense. Now, of the worst, Cincinnati being the worst of them all, they are particularly bad on the road. Nine units of the 11.5 that have hemorrhaged for betters are on the road. They're actually not horrible at home, but... Negative, nonetheless. The worst home proposition in all of baseball. The worst home proposition in all of baseball. The Oakland Athletics, who have cost betters 10 units plus at home. They're actually up 6.1 units on the road. How about that? Home record 6-14, and 14, road record 11-13. and 13. So and that, that checks out. And there was just an attendance estimate that if someone did an on-pace attendance estimate for the A's yesterday that they have the pace to have for the entire baseball season at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, or whatever they're calling it these days. A grand total of 660,000 people for the entire season. That's By the way, that, that sounds high to me. I, I agree with you. Did you hear about the feral cats problem they have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pandemic. In the most Bay Area story ever, you know, they're looking for homes for all the feral cats, too. <laughs> it just they didn't, they didn't wage war on the feral cats. They're like, please, can you people have homes for these <laughs> these cats? And they're still there. So that's that. Now, how about the run line? So money line, obviously, is the way that we, the currency that we usually talk about baseball teams in. We're just talking about a Q1 sort of heat check. By the way, with all of this, again, a reminder, how much of this is just narrative, right? Ooh, Baltimore, actually not a bad betting proposition at home. In fact, they're the best betting proposition for the, through the first quarter of the season. The Baltimore Orioles. How much of that is just, oh, well, that's just happened. It's not likely to continue. Or how much of it is actually predictive? It's kind of up to you to decide in all of this. But it's interesting, that's for sure. That's a very interesting little nugget. How about the run line? So we're talking about minus a run and a half, plus a run and a half if you're a dog. Sort of de facto power 
ranking here. Who's the number one, in your opinion, Jeff, and you're guessing here, who do you think the number one run-line team for betters, again, bizarro exercise, you bet them minus one and a half of their favor, you bet them plus one and a half of their dog, all season long, thus far. So, so to the positive or the negative? To the here? positive. Who's the best? So to the, po- the negative one's a little bit easier. Who's the, the, posi- ne- who's the negative? The negative is Cincinnati, would be my guess. No. Really? The negative is the Washington Nationals. Despite the fact that the Reds legitimately went 18, so almost 18 games with only covering one run line. Yeah. That's, wow. The, it, it's, it's a test of how bad the Nats have been. It's Washington is minus 12.4 units on the run line. The Kansas City Royals down 11.7 units on the, the run Reds line. aren't even in the top two. That's a testament to how bad teams have been. They're My, third, but it's a it's a no. Excuse me, they're fourth because Toronto Toronto huh. is third worst on the run line. How about that? That's a huge shocker from before the season. Um, if I said a quarter in, the, the Blue Jays would be the thir- third worst run line team in baseball. Blue Jays can't get a hit with runners in scoring uh, position. Kind of showed last night again in the loss to the Cardinals. Cincinnati fourth worst, by the on way. On the positive end, I would I, I would say the Yankees? No, it's 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 your... New York Mets, really? Your New York okay. Mets by a big margin. By a big margin. So when they win, they win big. When they lose, they tend to uh, have some one-run affairs as well. Anyway, so from all of that, like the interesting nuggets, again, Baltimore at home on the money line, Toronto just futility on the run line, which is likely to persist, which which isn't. We'll do this throughout the show. We'll look at different uh, baseball stats through different lenses again. First five inning numbers coming up. Uh, we'll do f- first inning numbers coming up for pitchers. We'll talk about umpires. Uh, Adam Burke will join us next. Get his thoughts on Major League Baseball at this point. Any other thoughts he might have in hockey? basketball as well. Adam Burke, who does uh, the greatest baseball season previews and the greatest baseball write-ups in season that you'll ever get from anybody. Our own Adam Burke next on a numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game. Don't forget about our summer special. Only $39 now. $39 for our summer special where you get everything that we have to offer here at VEASAN. Everything. Through July 31st, 39 American dollars. VEASAN.com slash summer is what you're looking at for uh, for that package right there. We used to call this the spring special, Jeff, but then somebody looked up at the calendar and said, oh my God, it's late May. We should probably change this to the summer special. Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, JVT with all his bets through the NBA finals, Andy McNeil, all his bets through the Stanley Cup playoffs, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, NFL preseason when that time comes, best bets at premium articles for all and the full VEASAN experience. Daily best bets, email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. 39 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. VEASAN.com slash summer. I just mentioned his name. He's got daily MLB best bets in that whole package, and we're pleased to have him here on the show. We don't get to talk to him very often. It's Adam Burke, everybody. How you doing, Adam? I'm good, Gil. How's everything going with you? Going very well. By the way, I have some uh, some tweets. People telling me that I was wrong that the uh, the Dodgers have a better money line record. Excuse me, run line becker, uh, record. Pardon me than the Mets. That is not true, guys on Twitter. It is the Mets who have the best run line uh, record. I'm not talking about their their win loss. I'm talking about their money made for betters. That's what we're talking about. The Mets are the number one team on the run line. Adam, uh, how, your feelings about your Guardians thus far this year, sir? Well, uh, that's a loaded question. There's a lot of things I could say <laughs> about the Cleveland Guardians here. I mean, another good start from Tristan McKenzie yesterday against a pretty good Astros lineup, but Minute Maid Park is really suppressing offense so far. So McKenzie being a fly ball pitcher, that's something that kind of worked out well for him yesterday. I, I don't know what's going on with Zach Plesek. I don't know what's going on with Aaron Savali, two guys that have had some measure of success at the MLB level and Uh, This year, they're really not. I mean, Savali pitched well against the Tigers last weekend, but everybody pitches well against the Tigers. So don't really want to take too much away from that. Shane Bieber's velo is down. Uh, The offense is very hit or miss, although the middle of the order is pretty good with J-Ram, Owen Miller, and Josh Naylor, who's come back and played well. Uh, But, you know, offensively, they don't make it. They don't hit for a lot of power. They don't make a ton of high-quality contact. The bullpen has been a little bit better than I expected. Uh, this is they're kind of playing to expectation. I just think it's really funny the way they've gotten there with some blowout wins and then some other games where the offense has been non-existent. 
Okay, so yesterday on the show, and again, this is all in the spirit of it being really the quarter mark of the Major League Baseball season. So just sort of looking back at betting stats and lenses through which we look at the baseball season. I talked about the Pythagorean theorem yesterday, not the geometry Pythagorean theorem, but Bill James tried and true formula about runs scored, runs suppressed, and what your record ought to be versus what it really is. We could go into a deeper dive with sequencing, but just through Pythagorean theorem, we talked about which teams have underperformed and overperformed to this point in the season based on that. I, I, when, you, when I have you on the show, I'm less interested in that, Bill James Pythagorean theorem, than I am with your outstanding write-ups from before the season. No one projects a full season of baseball better than you do, Adam, and I've said this to you before. I'll say it to you again. Uh, you're tremendous with this stuff, and so I'm curious from your very enlightened perspective, what have been the clubs that have, and we'll just take one on each end, who has really been the most overperforming by your uh, projections and who has been the most underperforming to date? Well, one thing I do want to mention real quick, I actually just filed a piece for Point Spread Weekly to looking at actual record versus Pythagorean win-loss, base runs, third-order win percentage. Oh, beautiful. So very timely uh, that you talked about that yesterday, and, of course, I wrote about it for Point Spread Weekly. So I encourage everyone to check it out with that $39 summer special if you don't have it already. Uh, as far as teams that are, are overperforming right now, Look, I thought that the Padres would be a better team. I thought that they would be a pretty good team. I love their hire of Ruben Niebla as a pitching coach who was in the Indians organization, a guy who's really good about taking data and presenting it to the players in a way that they can understand. But I didn't expect this team to be this good. I mean, they're 10 and four in one run games. They're 12 and three against left-handed starting pitchers. They have played a little bit of a weak schedule here so far. 28 of their 42 games have been against teams with losing records. But still, I mean, this is a team that you know is performing quite well with Manny Machado carrying the offense without Fernando Tatis Jr., of course. But I don't know if this is going to be overly sustainable for them because they have a lot of damaged goods in that rotation and in that bullpen. So I feel like injury attrition will kind of pop up a little bit for them. Mike Clevenger's already hurt again. Blake Snell just now coming back from his injury. I think the Padres are, are playing over their heads a little bit. And for a team that's been very disappointing, there are two of them for me that really stand out. The Atlanta Braves are one of them. And the Toronto Blue Jays are especially one of them for me, which is crazy to say because they are 22 and 20. Mm -hmm. But this is a team that has had absolutely no luck whatsoever hitting with men in scoring position. They've been one of the worst teams in baseball throughout the year. The offense is too good for that to continue. But you look at just a sample size of their last four games specifically, three for 32 with men in scoring position. They were 0 for 10 yesterday in a game that you know maybe they should have won. Over the Red, uh, it was you know the weekend series against the Reds. They didn't score. And then of course yesterday coming up on the short end as well. Uh, the Blue Jays are a team to me that the pitching is carrying them, and I can't figure out what's wrong with the offense. The worst run line team, or, or the excuse me, the third worst run line team in all of baseball. No, second worst. Did we just say second worst run line team in all of baseball? Um, so that's just a. Uh, a fascinating little nugget as well. Let me ask you, since you brought it up, you brought up uh, base runs, uh, which is a sequencing thing, right? So I, I just want to, for, for those who are new to, like, sort of deep dive baseball talk, so there's the Bill James Pythagorean theorem. I want to get too nerdy here, right? But I like to nerd out from time to time, Adam. You're a good guy to do it with. So it's runs scored, runs suppressed, and then this is what your record ought to be from that. Tried and true formula, we won't bore you with the formula. Then there's the other layer. Well, that tells you, okay, this is how many runs they've scored and how many they suppressed. What it doesn't tell you is how they got to those runs scored and runs suppressed. So the best example of sequencing, or the most simple I can give is, let's say you have the same seven events in any inning, whether you're an offense or defense. But let's say the order is single, 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 home run, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. You score four runs. But... If it's home run, single, 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 let's say nobody gets home on the, on the RBIs, right? And then strikeout, 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 you get, we get one run, right? So it's, you did the same number of things in the same inning, the same seven things, but you end up in one with four runs scored and the other with one run scored. So there's a whole, you know, you're either really fortunate in any game or over a period of time, or you're really unfortunate when it comes to sequencing, both on offense and defense. And the question, since you've already done the deep dive into it, were any teams matched on both a really bad Pythag and a really bad run of sequencing luck, or to the opposite, good Pythag and good sequencing? 
Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I mentioned the Padres, and, and they're one of those teams. So you look at base runs, and, and as you said, it's a context-neutral environment. So it takes away who's on base, if there's nobody on base, if there's somebody on base. It takes away the timing of the hits, just throws everything together, creates it all as equal, then spits out a run differential, then uses Pythagorean win-loss to create a record. So the Padres, for example, right? They're 28-14 and 14 now, but base runs has them down for 23-19. and 19. So they're five games better than their base runs expectation. And going into Monday's games, they were a team that was batting 257 with a 347 on base and a 423 slugging with men in scoring position. But with the bases empty, they were batting 209 with a 289 on base and a 327 slugging. So that's a concept that I know you've talked with Joe Pita before about called cluster luck, yeah. where a team overperforms its offensive profile with men in scoring position, and it makes them look a lot better than they actually are. So the Padres have scored 4.48 runs per game, but base runs has them down for 4.21 runs per game because they've gotten so many of these key base hits with men in scoring position to make their offense look a little bit better than it actually is. So that's essentially what base runs does. It looks for these outliers that have gotten really fortunate in terms of their performance with men in scoring position, or it looks at a team like the Miami Marlins, for example, who've been awful in one-run games. So they've gotten really unlucky in terms of these close games where their actual record is 18-22, and 22, but both their Pythagorean win-loss and their base runs records have them at 22-18. and 18. So then, putting that all in the mix, as we only have a minute left, if people are looking to make adjusted season win totals bets, you would then say, what about a team like the Marlins and the Padres, just to wrap it up then? Yeah, exactly. You would think that going forward, the Marlins would have some more success, particularly in close games. I mean, they're four games under 500 with a plus 17 run differential, whereas the Padres, you know, they're getting a little bit fortunate based on their performance with men in scoring position relative to bases empty. Maybe that's something that doesn't continue for them. So they could be a team that kind of gradually falls back to the pack. And I also think, too, real quickly, looking at adjusted season win totals, think about strength of schedule. The Yankees look like a major overperformer because they've played a really bad schedule to this point in the season. The Twins are another one to me, playing a very weak schedule and taking advantage of it. Uh, such great stuff. And again, this is in your piece. Uh, and again, that can be found uh, at, at VEASAN in the, in the newsletter or where, where can we find that specifically? That'll be in Point Spread Weekly Point here spread this weekly. week, and it'll also be at vcin.com. Beautiful. Okay, last thing. Any picks for today, your favorite pick of the day? Still rolling my way through the card. A lot of pretty big okay. favorites out there. I'm, I'm kind of looking probably at doing something with the Mets and Giants game, whether that's taking the Giants with Logan Webb or just taking the under. Uh, the Mets offense has overperformed to this point in the season. They don't make a ton of quality contact. They lead the league in infield hits by a large margin. I don't think the Mets offense is as good as what we've seen the concern is that the Giants are very bad defensively this season. So uh, still going to wait and see what I'm going to do with that game, but that's one that definitely stands out to me for right now. Adam, outstanding stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Absolutely, Gil. Have a good one. Coming back with The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the King of Sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't had this gentleman on for three weeks during the NBA playoffs. He's got the best audio in the business. Something about family obligations. It's Dan Bestmers from the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. How you doing, Dano? I'm so sorry. I Believe me, I would have cast them into the ocean if I could. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you just say you're going to throw your child into the ocean? Is that what you just said? No, of uh, course not. There would have been a raft say. or a boat or something. Something, sure. Dan, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm thrilled. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have you. Sportsethos.com, by the way, is where you can uh, see all of Dano's stuff. By the way, I did we I did the inventory. We never brought this up. Did the inventory of all your uh, your basketball season win total plays before the uh, season. 30 NBA teams. Do you know what your final record was? I haven't a clue. 15 and 15 was this <laughs> was the ultimate record. So <laughs> That didn't turn out to be a uh, spectacular exercise, but oh well. What are you no, going to do? It, well, you know what? What's what's better than getting a little treadmill run in than yeah. over a six month <laughs> thing? It, it's it's tough. I, even as I was working through this year's, I knew that there were a lot that I was just sort of guessing on, which is unfortunate. But I figure whatever, I'll do all thirty teams. Uh, but it does break a streak that was I think eighteen and twelve or better for three or four years running. So I, yeah, you had, you had, I'll get it back. Don't worry. I'll get it back next year. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. No, the reason I bring that up and and poke fun is because you've had so many spectacular years doing that. Uh, And this one just happened to be, Oh, well, yeah, 15 and 15. It's going to happen every once in a while. (laughs) You can't, you can't win every year. That's for sure. No, no, nor should folks bet all 30. Anyway, it's really more of a fun exercise in sort of reading the tea leaves, reading kind of public perception and player movement and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this was a weird one kind of going back to 82 games. You had so many missed games last year from COVID. It was, there was a lot of predictive. uh, What are we going to get on the COVID front this season? And it was the same or worse for a lot of spots. But the things that did work uh, among those those 30, the ones that were less guessy, was basically fading uh, the teams that were dramatically impacted by either where they were playing their home games the year before, like Toronto yeah. or Boston, which was clobbered by COVID, not this most recent season, but the previous one. Simple fades on stuff like that. Dallas, that worked out. And those are the ones that I actually had futures bets on the one that I screwed up and I owe you sort of an apology on this was the under on the warriors. And that was obviously an, uh, an idiotic play, but you. most of the ones that I had pretty good conviction and they, they worked out all right. Listen, before we get to the, uh, the Fakakta playoffs that are happening right now in the NBA, uh, <laughs> can, we, can we, uh, that was for you, Dano. Can we, uh, can we talk about all the awards real quick? Cause we haven't had a chance to talk to you. Did you have any problem with any of them given coach rookie, uh, most improved MVP, any of them? I wish that I could come on here and and yell and scream about my strong opinions on these awards, but I I, I don't really. I'm actually kind of excited that Jokic got MVP despite the the yeah because you and I talked about this many times. It was like look at these records, look at these two teams, look at what he's doing, look at how he still doesn't ever miss any basketball games, and they did it. I didn't think they were going to give it to Jokic, and they did, and uh, I feel great about that. But in general, I don't know. I don't. I don't put a ton of stock from a sort of a, an anger standpoint in these things. It's all kind of 
fine for to me. Yeah. Like I'm glad that they didn't, they, they switched up defensive player of the year. I sort of didn't really care what direction they went. I was a little surprised that there was this big bam out of bio push late after he missed two months in the middle of well, the season. He, he was the one but, pushing it, Dan. Like he was, he stumped yeah. for himself. <laughs> well, good. You yeah. kind of have to. Hey, what about but, me? Yeah, I mean, um, you, I think you have to play what? What do we think? Three quarters of your team's games? What's the what's the arbitrary cutoff that we're setting today? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's so arbitrary, right? Embiid won it with a certain amount of games. What rookie was it when he won it with like he, you know, LaMelo Ball, remember last year when he he had an injury after 41 games? We're like, well, if he doesn't come back, can he win this? And then a year later, Cade Cunningham puts up like the exact same stats and he's just an afterthought. You know, so it's it's also arbitrary from year to year. And with yeah. games played too. So okay. Let's talk about tonight's game first. Warriors, Mavs. Mavs favored by one. Oh and one forty six. Zero and one forty six. Teams down three to nothing in the NBA postseason playoff series. In terms of them trying to win a series when they're down three to nothing, it doesn't happen. Has never happened. So by the way, the thirty to one on the Mavericks ain't a good number for anybody who's considering that. And this isn't the <laughs> and this isn't the outfit. Uh, the Mavericks aren't built to do that again, especially against this Warriors team. It's just a horrible matchup. But. The question becomes, is it a sweep or is it a gentleman sweep? And do you have any conviction on either of those? I have none. I know that what a terrible time for you to bring me back on the show when it's sort of like too late to do anything about any of this stuff. Uh, I don't, I, uh, I, I, I we saw the warriors kind of let the nuggets have one in, if you're going to try to go yep. by recent history. Right. Um, but it's not something that I'd be feel strong enough to, to make a play on. I, I'm kind of glad that we, finally got our under in game three of this series, which is one that was kind of being set up over the first few games. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I, I want to like go into a long diatribe again about well, how I feel strongly, but I don't really. Yeah, Cause here's the thing. It's the, like you pointed out, it's the, it's the warriors short-term history of uh, not even short-term, like even when they were at their best, they, you know, they lollygag through some games, right? Like, but they, they certainly do it with this outfit. But then there is the thing where the Heat and the and the Celtics are two to two. So Steve Kerr and company have got to be telling that team, hey, they've got to at least play two more games over there, if not three. If we close this out tonight, we can just chill and we can get maybe we can get Gary Payton back. So, I mean, there is some super incentive for the Warriors not to do that tonight, right? To just be like all systems go let's close this out because we can have a stupid rest advantage come nba finals <laughs> all the things that you're saying make total sense and at the same time right. i think to internalize that it's really hard because they can still look at it and say we still have game five we'd still have game six even if we didn't want to go all the way to seven which man it sure looks like boston miami could go seven and I, that might be the story of the playoffs so far is how soon we forget the toll that a seven game series takes on a team. I mean, how beat up did Boston and Dallas look in their game ones of the next series? And I, I talked about it a bunch on my own podcast, which sort of takes a bit of a betting bent at this part of the year because fantasy sports isn't really happening right now. Yep. Uh but like thinking back to the bubble when the Nuggets had to play seven games a few times and they pretty much just gave away game one of the following series. It happens so regularly and we forget from year to year how that impacts game one of the next series. It's like it's overwhelming in addition to the fact that. And, and I apologize again, cut me off if I start going a little bit long here, you see this public overreaction as well. We saw how good Dallas looked in their road win in Phoenix. And so they got a little extra love going into the next series. You saw how good Boston looked in their seven game series win over Milwaukee, the vaunted bucks. So they got a little extra love going into the next series. And you saw those lines actually come down, which created even more uh, value on the team that was a little bit rested. So yes, all the things you say, I'm pull it all back together. Makes sense for the Warriors. But I still feel like they might be okay with just doing it in five. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 typically at this moment we say, oh well, in-game opportunities. I don't even know if there'll be an in-game opportunity that pre presents itself tonight because if the Warriors fall behind, you'll have that thing in the back of your mind where you're like, well, maybe they just they'll just punt on this game. Yeah, you know. And if the Mavs fall behind, you're probably like, oh, the Warriors just gonna crush them the rest of the night too. So I don't even know if there's that. 
as far as game five of the Celtics in the heat, and we were just talking about like the, the huge leads that each team has had alternating in these games. This is like, you know, big time zigzag to the to the hilt. And it's just at this point, you don't know who's playing. You don't know who's not. Sometimes 30 minutes before a game, we're finding out stuff. It was it looked on paper to be this awesome series. The Celtics are favored by one in game five at Miami. Miami just serially disrespected, maybe justifiably in the end. I don't know. But do you have any conviction on game five or the rest of this series? Well, I think we might be starting to see uh, a little bit more, not not necessarily the blowout that we got in game four, but just the way the game felt. Uh, Miami shooting 33%, Boston 40%. It felt like we were due for the defenses to finally make that adjustment. And Boston had, what, almost 40 free throws in that game as well. So that's a number that could maybe come down. All the overs we got early in that series, that felt a little bit uh, anomalous. Now, the series were playing a little faster, and you do see that when teams come in a little tired like we got with Boston. I know I got to wrap this thing up quick. I think we start to see the unders kind of come back here after a bunch of overs early in that series. As the side goes, I got no clue. Someone's going to win by 40, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dano. Appreciate it. Great seeing you, man. Thanks, Gil. Dan Bespris, sportsethos.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dan, B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Baseball derivatives continue with Mark Borchard next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.